0: So, I was laughing with Noah yesterday, because we were talking about the fact that I was a little nervous about this particular message, because I was kind of unsure of what I was going to say, and he pointed out that he had already preached 45 minutes, so as long as I didn't do that, we were good. (laughs) And, And, you know. that made me feel a little bit better. It alleviated some of my fear. And fear is what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to talk specifically about when we have a relationship with God in order, we can leave our fear behind. In our scripture today, I'm going to go back to that. So in our scripture today, We have Jesus sending out the disciples. And this is the point where Jesus in Matthew is sending the disciples two by two. He's sending them out into the world and he's warning them that things are not going to go beautifully. So he's sending them specifically to the lost children of Israel. So he's sending them to the Jews. He says, don't go to the Gentiles, don't go to the non-believers, go to the lost children of our faith. So they also need to be prepared. He says, don't take any money. You're going to go and you're going to find a hospitable home. And if you go and speak in towns where you're not welcome, don't worry, just shake the dust off your feet. And then he comes to this part. And this is where the relationship is important. This is where Jesus says, get it in the right order. At the beginning, a disciple is not above the teacher, nor the slave above the master. Who's the disciple? The disciples. Us. Who is the teacher? Everybody. Jesus. Jesus, right? Who is the master? Jesus. Who is the slave? Us. In fact, in the Bible, Paul would later write, I am a dis or I am a slave to Jesus. We are called to be the disciples. We are called to be the slave. We are not Jesus. Hold the phone. Everybody, ready? You don't have to be Jesus. You are not Jesus. I am not Jesus. Jess always says, put yourself in the story, but never make you Jesus. We're not Jesus, right? And you know what? We're not God. And thank God for that. Because can you imagine if I was God? I mean, I'm, I know the world would go very well, right? Because you know I like to be in charge and I know what could fix everything. But that's a lot of stress, right? I don't have to be God. Do you have to be God? No. No, we, we are not God. God is God and I am not. Everybody say it with me. God is God, and I am not. So we have just put God first. Just put God first. And then Jesus goes on to say, and this is a reference back to Matthew 9. He's been talking with the Pharisees. And the Pharisees just say, you are Satan. I mean, they just, they named Jesus. They said, you are Satan. You are Beelzebul, you are Beelzebub, you are Baal, you are Satan. And he says, you know what, if they're going to call me that, just think what they're going to call you. And it's not going to be better, right? You're going to go out and you're going to be ridiculed. But Jesus says, so have no fear, because wherever we put God, we have put God, Jesus first. Jesus says, so have no fear, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and no secret will not become known. Wow, if we remember that, our life would be so much easier. But don't worry when what I say to you in the dark, go and tell them in the light. What I whisper to you in the night, go and talk about in the daytime. Shout it from the rooftops. When I think about that whisper, though, sometimes I'm not a good listener. You know, when was the last time that you heard Jesus talk to you? When was the last time you heard God speak to you? I was leading a Friends in Jesus group a long time ago, and we had a young lady who was probably at that time about nine, and she looked at me and she said, so Miss Jennifer, do you actually hear God talk to you? And I said, well, what do you mean, like, do I hear voices in my head? She says, yeah, because I want to be prepared. And I said, well, I said, you know, I have never necessarily heard God say out loud something to me, but God has sent me many messages. I'm going to hold that right here in my hand. Many years later, I just want you to know that I had gone to the restroom and my phone was in my pocket, which I happen to do quite often. And that was the one time that I heard God say to me, this is the last time I rescue this phone, girly. God now calls me girly. Back to this story. So God sends many messages. But we have to prepare ourselves to hear those messages. We have to be in a place where we can hear, where we can recognize those messages, where we can understand that this is God talking to us. When we separate ourselves from God, when we start our day with a cup of coffee and the novel, and our calendars, and what we're gonna do next, and we're yelling at our kids, and we're stuffing our bag full, and oh my gosh, I forgot my lunch, and I'm going 1,000 miles an hour. And then I enter my day at 1,000 miles an hour. This is my story, by the way. And I enter my day at 1,000 miles an hour, and I'm going that fast all day long, and I get to the end of the day, and I am exhausted, and I go to bed. Who have I forgotten? I forgot to put God first. Instead, I put myself first. I put my obligations first. And those obligations are so loud. It is true, right? The squeaky wheel gets the oil. Those obligations are so loud. They're so loud that they can drown out God. They can drown out those words. God first we put Jesus first we have the time to listen we have the moment to hear we might become more aware of what's going on around us we're more aware of the people around us of the way God's using them to teach us The way God's using this place to teach us. The way God's using our day-to-day to teach us. The whispers. And then we're able to share them. Whispers from the dark we share in the light. We shout them from the rooftops. And then Jesus comes back and says, but don't be afraid. I don't know about you, but a lot of times I feel like I should say things like, hey, you want to go to my church? It's really kind of nice if you think you might like that, if sort of, right? We all do that because we might not want to be that person. But Jesus says, don't be afraid when you're in right relationship, when you've put Jesus first, when you've put God first. You should have no fear because you are valued more than many sparrows. God is right there with you in every moment. If you are not welcome, just shake the dust off of your feet and move on. Don't be afraid to shout from the rooftop, to expose the word and the love of God to the world in the light. Then Jesus moves on. For everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. And whoever denies me before others, I will also deny. Ooh, That always makes me think of Peter. When Peter denies Jesus three times, and yet... Even in that denial, Peter's not lost. Peter is not lost. If we go back a little bit, it says, do not fear he who can harm or kill your body. Instead, fear the one that can kill your life and your soul. Also saying, be in awe of the one who can bring you life, who can bring you resurrection, as Jesus did for Peter. And then here's the ugly part, because I think we're all okay with like, yeah, people can call me names, and I can move on from that. And people can be judgmental, and I can move on to the, from that. But then we have Jesus saying, Whoever loves their father more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their husband, their wife, their life partner, More than me is not worthy of me. I think about my kids, and I think about what if someone came to me and said that they were gone, and I had a choice to bring them back. If I would stand up and deny God, what would my first response be? I want my babies back. I would do anything. Just the thought of it, you know. If you're a parent, the thought of it, the physical horror it brings to your person is unbelievable. And yet, Jesus says, "Put me first. Put me." first there are many child psychologists today who are saying that parenting is slacking that our kids are taking the lead they're becoming alpha in the households because we're so concerned as parents with how our children are feeling in that moment and if we could just negotiate three pieces of broccoli right? And could we negotiate bedtime? And could we negotiate all these nurturing things that we know our children need when we do that negotiating? Many of these experts, and I would love to give you a whole list of their names, and if you want them, let me know. Many of these experts are saying, you have let your child be alpha. And it's leading to anxiety, it's leading to stress, it's leading to um, kids not understanding how the world operates. It's leading to self-centeredness. It's leading to their primary state of being unhappy and dissatisfied. Because we've let them be alpha. When we think about that in our faith and putting Jesus, putting God first as alpha, we can be stronger. When we can understand that we are not God, God is God and we are not, we no longer have to worry about that. When we can put Jesus in front, we can grow and evolve and develop and be happy and dwell in the abundance and the joy of the Lord, and so can our children. That gives us life. And when we have life, when we have put God first, when we can fully experience the abundant love and joy, we can let fear be and leave that fear behind. Today, go and shout it from the rooftop. Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen.